Hey, this is Chelsea. And I'm Madison. And you're listening to the Social Butterflies Club podcast. Hello. Hello. What's up? Mm, I'm just sipping on some coffee right now, enjoying the sunshine. I wish I was sipping on something else. (laughs) We're currently recording this at 11 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mimosa. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? We're done school now. We can celebrate. Yeah, every day is a party now. That's right. So today we have kind of an interesting topic for me and Chelsea. We're going to be talking about um, basically what it was like um, for us growing up, coming from different backgrounds and um, identifying as, for me, I identify as Indo-Canadian and for Chelsea, white. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to talk about kind of what it was like growing up um, for me being brown and then Chelsea white. And we're just going to talk about our childhood and kind of where we are now and share some stories with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought it was kind of interesting, too, like when the two of us got to talking about it a bit, how we do have like very different um, like cultural backgrounds, I'll say. But we have ended up in the same sort of point in our lives right now. And we do have very similar experiences as well, despite um, despite those differences. Yeah, I feel like um, before doing, like, actually planning out this episode, we just kind of had a little chit-chat about it, and, um, like, our upbringing was very different, Um, and now we're just kind of in the exact same spot, and I think our daily lives and our lifestyle are pretty similar now, so it's kind of cool to see. Oh, Milo's. (laughs) That was Milo. (laughs) Milo and Theo started fighting. That was terrifying. That's Milo for you. Uh. <laughs> we'll cut that. It's fine. <laughs> totally fine. Let's just recover. Okay. Do you want to just... Okay, so why don't we just jump right into it? Chelsea, do you want to kind of talk about what it was like growing up for you? Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, my, my parents got divorced when I was really young, like two years old, I think, two or three um so pretty much all I remember is like me and my brother who's a year older than me and then my mom really raised us um yeah she was like our really our primary caregiver up until um she passed away and then my dad took care of us for a while and then um I moved in with my aunt and I still live with her um Except now my brother's moved out. So it's just just me and my aunt, really. Just the two you live in life. Mm-hmm. So do you want to kind of talk about what it was like um, growing up when it was just your mom and your brother? Sure. Um, my mom and my brother. Well, looking back on it, it's kind of, it's kind of cool to look at that, um, like, family structure and see a female kind of be the head of the family. Um, well, since she was, she was the the only parent too, I guess that makes sense, but she really had to take control of like, like everything. Um, and all those sort of like stereotypical male roles that you see in maybe a heteronormative family, 
um, like she did all the finances, she did the yard work, all, all that stuff, and kind of the grunt work as well. Um, so it's kind of cool to look back and see like that that strong like female role model in my life. For sure, yeah. And I feel like it's probably influenced who you are today a lot too. Like I feel like you're pretty independent and able to do stuff on your own too without a man. <laughs> I don't need independent no woman. You hear that, Angus? <laughs> you hear that? Disposable. Independent woman. Don't need no man. <laughs> Recycling. We like to recycle. <laughs> yeah, I think it definitely did have um, an influence on me. And it's it's probably more, like, implicit than I realize. Um, I think I see it more when I go to other people's houses and I see kind of, like, how chores are divided between like siblings or even the parents Um, oh yeah for sure yeah yeah or like workloads divided between parents I think then I kind of see how my family was definitely different in that sense um yeah or sometimes there's different I don't know moral stuff that I run into with people but for the most part I mean I it's not like I was raised like well no I I yeah, I mean, my mom did did um, anything really, but I still <laughs> I still asked my boyfriend to come and do all the that sort of work at my house. Like, I'm not rushing to do it myself, you know. For sure, but I know for a fact, like knowing you now, that if you had no choice, you probably would just get it done yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't have a, like an issue doing that. It's just if I have the option not to, why yeah. not? Exactly. So, um, how like how old were you? Like, how many years did you live just your mom and your brother and you? Um, eleven years. I think I was eleven. Okay, wow. Yeah. yeah. And then after your mom had passed away, you like instantly moved in with your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he moved in with us for a little while, and then we moved with him mm-hmm. um, to his house, and that was like kind of a shift um in how we were raised Mm -hmm. um my dad is kind of more like affluent with his money and stuff so so he's kind of the type of person who would like pay other people to do stuff rather than doing the work himself you know yeah so that was it's I think it's kind of interesting to see that um shift as well like you I think stereotypically you would probably see that um reversed like having maybe the woman yeah pay for help um and the man like do it themselves for sure yeah but and so basically um living with your your mom for that long and then shifting over to your dad Mm -hmm. um what do you feel like were the biggest things for you that you noticed from being raised from like your mom, a woman, a woman. Wo- <laughs> Why is that word so Always. hard? Like, I just can't. But anyways, from a female compared to going <laughs> and being raised by your dad, like, what were the biggest things that stood out for you in the sense that, like, just growing up, like your childhood, like rules, chores, was there like a huge switch or? Yeah, there, there definitely was a huge switch, but I don't. I don't think it has a lot to do with gender roles. I think it just has to do with who my parents are as people. Yeah, for Um, sure. 
yeah, when I moved in with my dad, he was, like, very lax about things. And obviously, he had never been, like, a full-time parent. So I don't think he really knew how to support my brother and I. Like, we needed to be supported. So he would kind of just let us do our own thing. And we were, like, very unsupervised. And Oh, really? Hey? Yeah, there wasn't, like, structured. Like, it, when I was raised with my mom, like, things were structured. We did have curfews and stuff. Obviously, I was younger, too. Um, we had a set of chores and, like, rules in our household. Um, and then at my dad's that changed mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like structure is really important especially like being really young I think that's kind of where you pick up on like it kind of shapes who you are as an adult later on for sure I think those are very developmental development developmental years is that right yeah <laughs> I think we're still developing so it's fine we're still trying to get these developmental years in. <laughs> Okay, but um, I guess my next question would be, so you lived with your mom for 11 years, and um, what was it, were your parents co-parenting? Did you see your dad at all for those 11 years, or was it just strictly with your mom, and then you just kind of, like, abruptly had to drop everything and, like, live with your dad now? Mm, I No, I did see my dad. Um, so my parents arranged, um, I guess when they got divorced, that my brother and I would go stay with my dad every second weekend. Okay, yeah. Um, so every second weekend, he would come pick us up, and we would spend the weekend at his house. But, like, at the time when you're a kid, that's all fun, right? Like, you're like, oh, going for a little trip. Over. Exactly. Yeah. So it's very different to go from that and doing little short visits to living with someone full-time. And for him, having to care for us full-time, I'm sure that was a shock for all of us, right? Well, yeah, because if he's just seeing you guys, like, every second weekend, I feel like that's a lot different than – spending every day with that person now right yeah exactly exactly and so you said that you had two caregivers when your mom had passed away so the second person was my aunt judy aunt judy hi i hope you're listening no i'm just joking. um so how okay so then basically how many years did you live with your dad um i think like three years maybe three years and then you went with your aunt yeah yeah. And so was it more structured after going back to your aunt? And I know you said that your dad was maybe a little bit more chill and relaxed. Mm-hmm. And so was that shift really different again for you? Um, It was. Yeah, it was different. I think moving in with my aunt was kind of weird. This is my my mom's sister. Um, So my brother and I both moved in with her and my aunt doesn't have like her own family she doesn't have any kids or um, a partner or anything so she's just single living on her own and then so it was a big shock for her to bring in two teenage children at this time oh yeah I bet (laughs) right that's probably in your wildest years yeah yeah poor her um honestly bless her heart um it was a shock because I think she had to navigate this role of like being a parent and having structure, but also knowing her place, like knowing that she's not our parent, she's not our mom. And that must have been a conflict for her because she was trying to like match up with her sister's expectations. And like, she's probably always thinking like, what would my sister do? Whatever. 
oh yeah trying that's to like please, a huge right? huge responsibility exactly and- trying to please my mom in that sense um so there definitely was a shift in that sense um and it was really frustrating for me for a while I was how old was I maybe 14 yeah I must have been around 14 when I moved in um and my aunt should have a really hard time like saying no to things or like then she would go on the other extreme and like be really strict Um, okay yeah so there was no in between for a little bit right yeah I and I think it was just like managing that role and not knowing kind of her place and that and whatever and I I remember getting so mad at her like just saying like you can say no like when I asked like can I go out to a friend's house or can I go to a party or whatever and she'd always be like I guess so and you could tell that she wanted to say no and I'm like you can say no like do it Oh, my God. Um, so, But you would think, like, being a teenager, like, having, like, your caregiver just say yes to everything would make most people happy. But you were, like, encouraging her to say no at yeah, times. Yeah, I think it probably had to do with, um, like, if I went straight from living with my mom to my aunt, I'm sure I would have acted out a lot more. But I think it's because I went to my dad's in between and there was so little structure there that I think I was kind of craving that structure. Like, yeah, like, craving someone to, like, parent you in the sense that, like, you know, you have those, that person telling you what to do sometimes. Yeah, and, like, exactly. Like, having those rules. I think that's, yeah. Exactly. I know it's annoying sometimes <laughs> when your parent does that. But I think it's also a form of, like, them showing you that they love you and they care about you, obviously. Or else they wouldn't, I think... they wouldn't have that structure if they didn't care about you. Exactly. I think it is needed, too, because if there is no structure and you're allowed to just do whatever, like, honestly, that's kind of where, like, you start experimenting more and maybe not experimenting with the best things mm-hmm. or, like, in the best ways. Um, just because when you're kids, like, you just think about – you don't think about the consequences. You just think about in the moment having fun. And I think having, like, a parent or a caregiver um, kind of – put those rules in place like they have the experience they know most of the outcomes so Mm -hmm. it's like you're less likely to kind of go down the wrong path I guess you would say I mean there's like possibilities that you still can but you know having that parent kind of guide you it's it's super important right Mm -hmm. I mean yeah I definitely (laughs) I definitely um had my moments of like experimenting and getting into mishaps and whatnot Um, but I don't know what it was. I think my brother and I were really lucky to just like have been raised the way we were for like our first 11 years that we knew what was right and what was wrong. And I think like our personal morals really guided us, um, to where we are. Yeah. And I think like 11 years with your mom too, like getting all that structure. And then after you kind of, it's not like you were, it was something you weren't used to. It's not something you were like unaware of either. So you knew in the end that you kind of craved that um, structure. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really important for you. Exactly. Um, yeah. So now you're living with your aunt. And so basically growing up, did you feel like there was any like traditional like values or like, like, I guess, things that most people would do coming from like the culture that you come from? Um. I mean, I think a lot of white people would say this, like white Canadians say that like, oh, we don't have a culture. Um, so for me to think of that, it's a bit, it's a bit hard 
to like pinpoint like cultural traditions or stuff that my family really followed. Mm-hmm. But I guess obviously we follow like Christian traditions, like like Easter, Christmas, all that sort of things are all Christian Christian ideologies. Um, but there was nothing that I can really recall that like my family, um, like specifically did. My family is really small, though. Like I grew up, as I said, like with my mom and my brothers, and then. My aunt, who I live with now, she was really close in that circle. And my two grandparents, who were my my mom's parents, were um, really close with us as well. So that's kind of like our core little family bubble. Yeah. Um, which I think is different than a lot of families. Um, I know your family, family Madison, is, is quite a bit bigger. Yeah, I think um, coming from an East Indian background, too, we have large families it's kind of well known to society we have um, big events big families get-togethers that kind of stuff um yeah I think like you said though I thought it was kind of funny that you brought up like a lot of people that identify as just like white like they just say like I'm white that's why I made the joke at the beginning of this too like um because <laughs> like I, I have a lot of white friends and I asked them like oh like what culture or, like religion do you identify with they're like I'm white like we're just yeah, we're just white. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. I don't know. I think it's, um, like, in my family, I'm not religious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I don't have that tie to religion. Um, we don't practice, like, a certain heritage mm-hmm. traditions or anything like that. Um, but obviously, we still have a culture. Like, everyone has a culture. Even just being here, we have a Canadian culture. For sure, um, yeah. I think it's just hard to like it doesn't sound interesting maybe that's what it is Mm -hmm. it's not something that's like niche or like different um so I think that's why a lot of white people say like oh I'm white or like I don't have culture but yeah so when someone does ask you like what culture do you identify with you would say Christian um no, I, I would probably say Canadian over Christian. I mean, I just I just point out Christianity because I think a lot of people don't think that they follow Christianity, but, like, in our Western culture, that is, like, the dominant – it still is, like, the dominant religion that runs our holidays. And, like, it's literally our holiday calendars are based off of the Christian mm-hmm. holidays, right? Yeah. Like, it's just – it's the way um, our society still runs. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of it's true too because I don't identify as Christian but I do um like we do Christmas we do Easter um all that kind of stuff so I think yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting to look at like everyone kind of I know a lot of people that don't identify as Christian but we celebrate all those holidays still mm-hmm. and um yeah So I guess we can I can say a little bit about my childhood and background. So um like I've said previously, so I identify as Punjabi, so I'm Indo-Canadian, um East Indian background and yeah, I think this is kind of just where I go and say I'm brown. <laughs> like we kind of made this video to say like the difference between growing up white and brown. Mm-hmm. Um for me, I grew up with a big family um super close to my dad my mom my two brothers that I have and my mom's parents um but yeah I think growing up 
I so I'm the youngest in my family and I'm the only girl as well so that played a huge factor in like a lot of my childhood I think I got away with a lot because I was the youngest and being the only girl in the family um I feel like I was kind of like I don't know I kind of got I just got away with a lot and I was kind of like nobody really like got me in trouble like I just was yeah I just kind of did my own thing I think um we well I guess I can kind of say like we're the typical like kind of whitewashed family um I'm not traditional in that sense and neither is my family I think probably the most traditional person would have been my dad um and my grandparents but um with that being said my grandparents they also speak English fluently so there's that and um growing up yeah it was kind of like both my parents were they like they were strict at times but they were also very like lenient with a lot of the rules that they had and um I feel like my brothers were held more accountable and they were um, a lot stricter on them compared to me. Um, I think, like, for example, when I grew up, um, my eldest brother, who is 26 now, I believe, I should check with that out. But yeah, (laughs) so he's yeah, but my um, so I have a older brother who's like 26 um another brother who is a year older than me he just turned 24 so um yeah like one example I have is like my brothers were not allowed to have cell phones like I think my eldest brother got one in grade 12 and I yeah I have one in grade like five or six wow like my parents got me it because um I want to say maybe grade six but um, it was just like a typical flip phone, like slide phone, whatever. And it was because my brothers had moved on to high school and I was still in elementary school. And um, literally my house is right in front of an elementary school. That was the one I went to. I just walk across the field and I'm there. But my parents were so scared because I'm like, I'm a female and they didn't want me walking home from school alone because I didn't have my brothers anymore Mm. so that's that's the main reason that they got me the phone but it was pretty funny because I live right across the field um literally right across the field (laughs) yeah literally right across the field but I think that kind of goes to show like my I think it was like my dad who kind of pushed it too like he was very my dad was really protective over me I think yeah in that sense um and like I think like just like growing up brown like my brothers were just always in trouble and I was just I never really got in trouble and when I did it was never my dad talking to me it was always my mom so Mm. my dad was kind of like scared to bring up stuff to me um but I feel like um I don't know what, what else to kind of say like I feel like I had a pretty good childhood and I just I don't know like I um Another example would be, like, I guess curfews. Like, my – I feel like I was supposed to be in when it was dark. But my brothers were allowed to kind of be out and about and doing what they wanted. Um, I kind of started to rebel, though. Like, I would go out and just come home when I wanted. And then when I got into a relationship, too – okay, so this is kind of a a thing that I should probably share. So, um, my dad is very traditional compared to my mom, I would say. Um, that being said, he's also very, uh, like, whitewashed, too. But he was very strict on that. He wanted me 
as a female to get an education and establish a career and then find a boyfriend and date. Um, he was not okay with me dating. He was not okay with me being friends with guys. Like he said he was, but like he was not okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that being said, when I got into a serious relationship, I actually hid it from my dad. My brothers and my mom knew about it. Um, like for, I want to say like three three years I hit it really yeah but like obviously my dad knew like yeah it was kind of obvious like, like you're I was going being, out and stuff yeah I'd go out all the time or I'd like go sleep over at his house but like I'd be like oh I'm at my friend's house yeah. like it was just so sketchy and he knew and he had brought it up a couple times to my mom not me and um like one time my dad actually this is kind of funny and I think he wouldn't mind me sharing it because <laughs> it's kind of it was just yeah so he he kind of got the idea that I was in a relationship but nobody was admitting it and he kind of like accused my mom of hiding it too and my mom's like no I'm not hiding it because like my dad was strict like if he found out I was dating someone it would really upset him like mm-hmm. he just like I was daddy's little girl like very protective whatever so I remember one night he came to my room and I was just sitting there like doing my homework and he comes and sits on the bed and he goes yeah like are you, like, in a relationship? Like, what's going on? I said, no. Like, I'm denied till you die. Like, I'm just like, no. (laughs) So I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm not. And then he goes, yeah, I'm like, no, I'm not. And then he goes, "Um, yeah, like, I just really want you to focus on, like, your career and, like, getting a stable job and not having to rely on a man for, like, support or income or any of that. Like, he wanted me to just be successful on my own. Yeah. And I totally get that. Like, I would want the same thing for my kids. But with that being said, like, when you're growing up, like, a big part of, like, just, like, growing and, like, all of that is I feel like dating and, like, finding love. And and that's just my perspective on it. Like, I think, like, a lot of kids, look like, they're excited to find love. They're excited to, like, just date and have that fun aspect in mm-hmm. their life. Um. And so, yeah, I remember him telling me all of this. And I said, yeah, like, I agree. I, I, like, I'm in university right now. Like, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm getting my degree. And um, he said to me, like, once you get your degree, like, you can do whatever you want. And I will never bug you. Like, <laughs> I will never say anything to you if you just do it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. And then he goes, yeah, and when the time is right, um, like, we'll find you someone. Like, we'll find you someone to marry. And I was like... I giggled a bit because like my dad is like whitewashed but more traditional than my mm-hmm. mom and my mom would never ever think to get me an arranged marriage but he was kind of hinting at it like he was like we'll find you someone when the time's right or like and, it sounds like not even like an arranged marriage but more like oh I'll like hook you up like <laughs> play yeah like play I'll matchmaker find someone or for you. Something. yeah like he's like I'll find someone for you and I was like I, I was kind of insulted by it to be honest yeah because yeah. I was like no like I don't want that but um yeah, my dad, like, had even mentioned to me, like, like, oh, like, you're, he basically said, like, you're a brown girl, like, we don't, like, brown girls don't go around just dating everyone in Surrey, and, like, he's, like, I, like, I know people, like, we don't want your name out there, and we don't want people to say, like, oh, I saw her out with a boy, this, that, mm-hmm. like, it just, it would look bad in our culture, and so, and a lot of my friends, too, like, they, I remember growing up and them having to like sneakily go out with people or like Mm -hmm. we would be at the mall and they'd be like oh my god that's my aunt like I need to hide like there's a boy with us so like I think there was that and 
yeah, it was it was kind of interesting to see. And I know my dad, he he obviously knew I had a boyfriend. Like it was it was very obvious. I was out every weekend. I was get, like getting really dressed up to go on dates. Um I'd come home with flowers sometimes. <laughs> like it was it was obvious, but um then again, like what can they really do, right? Like he did kind of have like a blow up once and was like, "No." And I remember one time I told my mom that I really wanted to introduce um, them to my boyfriend at the time. And my mom actually met my boyfriend. And I asked my dad, we were in the living room. He just got home from work. And I was like trying to like make sure that he was like having a good day before I brought it up. And I was like, I remember hiding at the top of my stairs, like looking through like my spindles. And I told my mom to go talk to him and to like let him know that like, this guy that I'm seeing is going to be picking me up and that he wants to say hi to my dad. And I remember my dad just saying to my mom, like I witnessed it and everything. He was just like, no, that's all Aww. he said. Yeah. He's like, no, not happening. Like she's not. No. And um, I was so angry. Like I remember yeah. being very upset because I had been with this person for a couple of years and like someone that you care about and you want to share with your family too. Yeah, and I just, I, another big thing was this. Um, So when I was dating this guy, I would always go to his house or we would go out and whatnot. And he would come to my house too, but when, like, nobody was home. And um, my brother actually had relationships and whatnot. And he, he, like, brought girls over or, like, his girlfriend at Mm -hmm. the time. He, and even now the girlfriend that he has, he was able to bring her over and, like, have her around the family. And I just really wanted that, but... Mm -hmm in my culture like you don't do that like it kind of like you go to the guy's house whatever but like you just don't I don't know you just wouldn't bring a guy home like that and that's not to say like I'm not speaking on every um Punjabi family but for my experience and a lot of my friends that I've talked to like you just that you don't do that until you're ready to like you're ready to get married you're ready to introduce them to your parents and you know that's it Hmm. but um yeah, my dad had said no, and I remember being so angry, and I still went out with this guy. We went on our date still, and I remember halfway through the date, like, I had to go home because my dad texted me all these paragraphs, and he was like, I just don't want you dating. Like, I thought we had this really good talk, and, like, you agreed, and now you're out with boys, this, that. And so I think that kind of goes to show, like, how strict how strict they like my culture can be mm-hmm. um because you never really had this issue right with dating no well I was I was gonna say with your story I find it interesting that like it's not like dating per se is necessarily frowned upon because you said your brothers brought around girlfriends yeah and were you accepted at your boyfriend's family's house yeah so I was but with that being said um my boyfriend at the time he had a sister and um she would never be allowed like like Mm. basically even me sleeping over and stuff like at the beginning like obviously we did it in a respectful way like I didn't start sleeping over until I was dating him for a a while it was a couple years and um like his parents had made comments to him too saying like well we hope your sister doesn't think like she'll be able to do all this like it's like it's because he was a boy that I was allowed to come over wow yeah so um yeah, there's that. And I feel like that's that's a really common thing. Like, for a lot of our friends and family that I have now, like, a lot of the girls would not think to bring a guy home like that. 
but that being said, there's like this. This isn't the same. It's not like a like a one fits all yeah, for yeah. all Indian families. But um, yeah, that was like a that was a huge thing. And I think even meeting your boyfriend's family that's a big step. Like in our culture, I feel like you introduce them to your whole family. Like you guys are you you guys are serious. serious? You're you're thinking about getting married probably. Um, like I had gone to a lot of his family events, mm-hmm. um, and we'd, we'd, we'd get comments like, when are you guys planning on getting married and this, that. And so you have to kind of be prepared for that. Cause I know a lot of my, um, friends that identify as white, like they've brought guys home all the time. Like their parents have met multiple guys that they've dated and that would never be something that I would have done. I think. Like, it's kind of different now because it's just my brothers and my mom. So I think it would be easier for me to date now in that sense. But then again, like, I would respect my dad in the sense that I wouldn't be bringing home guys all the time. Mm-hmm. Or, like, like I would make sure that the guys that I introduce to my family now kind of follow my dad's, like, wishes and that, you know, be serious with this guy and then introduce them. Hmm. I always thought that was interesting. Um even just like watching the bachelor or something how people always put such an emphasis on bringing your partner home to meet your family because that was something that was never like I never really cared about I brought home all of my boyfriends that I've had but I mean a lot of them weren't that serious like high school boyfriends whatever see isn't that crazy though like the difference between our lives like yeah like you wouldn't bring you would bring home people that you weren't even like necessarily like like serious Mm -hmm. with but I would never think to do that unless I like really liked the person and I was like ready to you know be serious Mm -hmm. I think that's like not necessarily a white thing um because I do have white friends who wouldn't do that they would like only take someone to home to meet their family if they were very serious I Mm -hmm. think it's kind of more of a religious thing though because the friends that I'm thinking of um are more religious and kind of more traditional yeah in that sense and it, could, it could be religion but it also could be just your values too yeah like, yeah you know it could be that like my family's but... not traditional at all or like not I, I don't want to say old school but um yeah they aren't kind of prescribing to anything like that yeah for sure um regarding like I know we talked about now dating and stuff like what was it like when you started having sex and like were you able to talk to your family about that kind of stuff or was it kind of like a taboo topic um I mean growing up with my mom she was always very open about sex or like about puberty and everything like she would like just talk about everything with us um I like that I I think I would be that parent I yeah I I do like it too I mean at the time when I was 10 or something I was mortified but (laughs) I would like that conversation now. Like, it would be nice to have open dialogues about stuff and be able to ask questions about whatever. Um, I don't have that so much now. My aunt gets very weirded out about, like, kissing on the TV or anything really? like that. Yeah, she doesn't say anything, but you can you can just, like, tell by her body language and, like, it feels tense in the room. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Yeah, so I... Um, I like never did anything like even held hands with a guy when she was in the room or anything like that. Like never, I've never kissed anyone in front of her. Um, 
I never told her. Like, still, you've never kissed, like, no. even your boyfriend now? No. Not in front really? of her. Really? No. What? No. I think I've maybe held his hand in front of her now. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Actually, that's yeah, crazy. I think that's, like, why I'm I'm very weird about PDA, too. And I think that's kind of why. Um, yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> that's so funny. Like, for me, I, um... Like, I can't remember the, ex- like, I don't remember making out in front of my mom or my no, brothers, no. but, like, I, I think, like, my mom has seen me, m- seen me kiss my boyfriend, or, like, my brothers have, like, like a peck. Like a kiss goodbye or something like that, Yeah, right? like a kiss goodbye or, like, holding hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, I've held hands and, like, I've cuddled on the couch in front of family and stuff, but, like, yeah, I don't know. I think I've kissed, too, in front of, like, his family no, not maybe not in front of his parents, but like maybe in front of his siblings or cousins. Um, but holding hands and stuff. Yeah, it, thinking about it now though, it's like I, I don't even think I'd be comfortable to do that, like in front of people. No, I feel weird like cuddling on the couch, like not even cuddling, like sharing a blanket while you're watching a movie. I feel weird about that when someone like when parents walk in the room or something, but. My boyfriend now, his parents don't care about that stuff at all. Um, So I remember, like, I could hear them coming down the stairs. And I'm like, oh, no, like, we need to shift to other sides of the couch. Because that's what I'm used to. And he'd be like, what are you doing? (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, at my um, ex's house, too, I feel like whenever we would, like, like, be in bed or whatever. And just, like, watching a movie, fully clothed and everything. Yeah. Like, um if I heard his parents coming, like, I would, like, lift the blanket yeah, a bit so, like, they could see exactly. that nothing, like, Like, we have know, our pants but, on, we're okay. Yeah, but, like, it came to a point where, like, no, they would walk in all the time and, like, I would be, like, watching a movie with him and I'd be under the covers, we'd be cuddling. It was, like, normal, but mm-hmm. I think you kind of get to that point after a couple of years. Like, it's not just, like, an automatic thing. Yeah, and I think some people, maybe it depends on how you're raised, too. Like, I bet my boyfriend wouldn't think twice about it at my house because yeah. he was raised with parents who don't care about that um for sure but I care like even now if we don't maybe we won't move um when we're watching a movie when his parents come down but I do feel weird about it I think like you kind of grow and like grow with time with like your um the person that you're with parents like you kind of grow with them because I know like for my brother and his girlfriend too like she was I feel like she was a lot more shy at the beginning Mm -hmm. but now she's like able to kind of show her true colors and like we're kind of just like a little family now too but like before it was kind of like oh this isn't my house like I need to be respectful yeah like obviously she's still respectful we're all respectful but like it's just you can really like be yourself and you don't need to kind of worry as much yeah that's nice yeah um so I guess my next question for you would be like dress code like were you like able to wear whatever you wanted around Um, your family yeah I I've never really tested the limits on that to be honest I think um I'm pretty conservative would you say I would say you are yeah yeah like I like wearing like higher cut shirts and stuff like that just naturally it doesn't have to do with my family um it's just kind of how I feel comfortable but I know Mm -hmm. like when I go out or something and then I I put on a lower cut top shirt it's not even like low um I'm like oh my gosh like is this too low and then Judy's like no like if you got it flaunt it 
Yeah, I remember you said that to yeah. me once, and I thought it was the cutest thing ever. Because yeah, it kind of surprises me, but yeah, I you guess know, I don't one care. Day, one day we should do like, like I dress you and you dress me. Oh like how your typical how you would dress and how I would dress going out because it's really funny to see me and Chelsea are completely different mm-hmm. like Chelsea is more conservative and I'm I can be conservative but like if I am feeling myself that day I will put on like a cute outfit and like not to say it's slutty but I don't mind showing my chest no I was gonna say it's not even like you're like super provocative like you just you'll wear like a v-neck t-shirt which yeah. shows off your cleavage but it's <laughs> not oh Oh, Theo, stop. Theo likes the cleavage. <laughs> Theo's like, yeah, mommy, show your titties. <laughs> it's not but, even um, like it's that like out there. It's just that in my head, it is like it would make me feel uncomfortable to wear that personally. I don't look at you and think, oh, that's so showy. Yeah, and when I like dress a certain way too, like I I don't mind showing my chest. Um, and like I know some girls don't like to show their bum and leggings um like they like to wear like longer Mm. shirts I'm not like that like I don't really care in that sense no I don't mind that I'll show off my ass but I just I think it's because I don't feel totally comfortable in my body that I do like to wear like not short shorts I like to wear kind of longer shorts and higher cut shirts so that's the thing, like, now that we're talking about this, too, like, I don't even think I'm that confident. And, like, I don't know, like, I'm still working on what I want my body to look like. But then again, like, I will just, like, pick on my outfit and be like, I don't give a fuck today. I want to look this mm-hmm. way, whatever. And I'll wear, like, short shorts or I'll wear, like, a top with a lot of cleavage or whatnot. But um, kind of depends on the day, too. Yeah. Is that something I- that your family has ever criticized? Oh, yeah. Like, I me- – my mom knows that, like – I'm in my 20s now, so she doesn't say as much to me now because she kind of knows, like, I'm a very stubborn and, like, I will stand up for myself and my mom's learned that the hard way. <laughs> so I think, um, like, she sent me some of my Instagram posts sometimes and she'll be like, like, put these away. Or, really? Like, the babies are out. <laughs> like, she'll say shit like that. You're like, mom, that's the point. Yeah. And I'm like, but I tell her, like, I don't purposely, like, like get dressed and think I'm taking an Instagram picture yeah. with my tits out yeah. like I'll just if whatever I'm wearing that day if I want to take a picture I take a picture yeah and if you look and good like, you look good exactly and it's not like I don't like plan my outfit around what I'm gonna post I just like dress the way I dress that's just my style and like not all my pictures have my tits out but some of them do and I don't like I don't I know some people would say like that's so provocative or like why does she have her boobs out but it's like how you dress and whatever like you need to kind of it's how you see yourself and how you want to represent yourself Mm -hmm. and um like everyone has their own take on who they are as a person and why would I like cover up just for Instagram when it's my Instagram right Mm -hmm. like it's supposed to be what I like real and raw who I am you also have boobs so like you can't always hide them that's the thing like I'll wear like a hoodie sometimes and like you can still see that I have boobs. Mm-hmm. It's just they're not, you can't see the skin on it because it's covered with a hoodie. But even, I'm just creeping you right now. <laughs> even <Great>. if you're <laughs> wearing like a, like a t-shirt that's not up to your neck, you can see your cleavage. Yeah, like it just happens. Like it's just, and I like to be, like for me, when I was growing up and um, I guess we can go back to like, you kind of said you didn't really like test the limits. I, I wouldn't say I test the limits, but I just... Nah, I tested the limit. I, um, like, I would walk around my house 
and I have two older brothers and like for me like I never thought like for, like who would think like my brothers are looking at me in a sexual way like nobody thinks no that. so like obviously like I would dress the way I wanted and I didn't have any like fear like my brothers are staring at no. me like that's just weird right but my mom would make comments like dude like your brothers are home like what are you wearing and like that would be me wearing just like a shirt that like you could see my nipples like not like see them like that like just pointy not like my yeah just like you're not wearing a bra I'm not wearing a bra yeah my mom would be like like put a bra on and I'd be like no like I'm in my like I'm in the comfort of my own home like I'm not wearing a bra I would never like I never wear bras like Chelsea knows like to school I would barely wear a bra (laughs) But, like, I started to recently because, obviously, it just makes you feel more put together. But I just – I don't do bras. And I think it's because, like, people that have bigger chests, like, it's not com- – it's just uncomfy. Mm. Like, you have a couple bras that feel comfy, but I don't know. And so my, and my mom would always say that to me growing up. Like, oh, put a, like, put a bra on. And I'd always say, like – I'd say, like, free the nipple or, like – I'd make a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. But, um – yeah, and, like, wearing short shorts around my house, too. That was never really, like, a huge, huge issue. Um, like, my dad never said anything to me, but I, I'm pretty sure he made comments to my mom, like, what's she wearing? But, like, I don't know. I walk around in my sports bra. Like, and I, I think that's a common thing. Like, a lot of girls our age just kind of chill in so their sports too. bra. Well, it's also, like, you go over to someone's house and they have a brother and they're walking around shirtless. Like, guys do that all the fucking time. They walk around in their boxers with no shirts. Exactly. My brothers would walk around with no, like, with boxers and no shirts. And, yeah. Like, I never said anything. And it was never, ever said to them. So I'm like, why is it being said to me when no. I have pants on? But it's not like you're looking at them like, ooh. I guess your brother. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. <laughs> you're like, you're probably just like, gross, put a shirt on. I, but that that's the thing. I would never even think gross. Like, it was just kind of like a normal thing. Like, you're not wearing a shirt. Like, okay, whatever. My dad would walk around, like, not wearing a shirt. Like, mm-hmm. like it just... I don't know. Like, you don't really, like, sexualize your freaking family. No. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if you do, like, that's good for you. No, it's not. But, go, like, <laughs> go to therapy. <laughs> go to therapy, please. Um, I could do counseling with you. We're going to become social workers. So, hit me up. You're so uncomfortable. $169 an hour. I'll counsel you. Oh, my um, God. But, yeah, so I feel like that kind of, um, yeah, that was me growing up. And I I would have comments made to me about, like, wearing red lipstick sometimes. Like, that's kind of provocative a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I I would still do my own thing. And, yeah, I think my dad didn't really ever care. And if he never said anything to me, like, I know know some parents care in that sense but for me it was never an issue where I do have brown friends that say like they could never wear like my my friend actually told me an example of um she wore ripped jeans I think it was ripped jeans and she was going out with her dad and brother to a store and he was like no you need to change like people are gonna look at you like that's so like it's kind of like a provocative thing like why are you wearing ripped jeans really yeah I always wear ripped jeans yeah right so I think it's kind of it's different for every family, but I think, um, yeah, now that we're kind of comparing the things, like, it's not really, like, a brown thing or a white thing. I think it's just, like, it's it's specific to everyone's, mm-hmm. like, own values mm-hmm. and beliefs. And... Exactly. Um, yeah. I want to ask you before we, before we wrap this up, do you ever get comments about, like, oh, where do you come from or... Like, were you born here? Stuff like that. 
oh yeah all the time I always get those comments like or I get like have you visited India like Mm. like I get that a lot but I always get like like where are you from and like this and that and I think a lot of it has to do with my name I think um like just yesterday I was working and I had a coworker come up to me too and say like oh like I saw there was a Madison on the schedule and like I you're not what I was expecting Uh, yeah you can't say that yeah but like it was a it was another brown person talking to me okay so like it it felt like but I think I'm so used to it now that it's like it didn't bother me but like typically yeah you wouldn't say that but they kind of said like I was expecting someone white and then well it's a bit of a slap in the face too though because I know you've mentioned to me that you're like a little bit insecure about your name because you don't have like a traditional like Punjabi name or like your name is more white right yeah, like, I, I think I used to be a lot more insecure about it before, but now I, I love it in the sense that it's unique. Like, you're never going to meet, like, a, a brown girl named Madison, mm-hmm. um, wh- which maybe it might change. I, I don't want to say never, but um, I personally haven't. And so now I've kind of, like, I kind of enjoy it. I like having a unique name, and I, I kind of like when when people say, like, like, oh, like, who named you or whatever, because, like, it's just kind of interesting now. Um but with that being said, like, I always get, like, are you, are you, like, like, are you brown? Are you half white? Like, I get that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. are you half white? Or, like, a typical one I used to get, I used to have blonde hair. So, I'd always get, like, are you Latina? Like, I'd always get that because I'm not, like, on the dark, dark side um, with my skin tone. But, um, yeah, so I'd get that a lot. Like, are you Mexican? And um, it was never an insult to me. Like, I get people are just curious, but. It's it's crazy to like your name really defines what people like how people look mm-hmm. at you and like your culture and stuff like that. So that's kind of it was interesting to see, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never get those questions like where are you from or like what are you? Yeah, right. And I think your name really like it describes who you are as a person, and I think it it gives people like their first judgment of you too. Hmm. That's interesting. I never thought about your name, um, like, before you talked more about it. I didn't think twice about your name being Madison and you being Indian. See, that's the thing, though. And I've been in, like, classes, like, in university, too, where people, like, a teacher would say, like, do attendance. And, like, in front of the whole class, they'd be like, oh, like, they'd look up because they were, like, making sure I had my hand up to say I was here or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, like, do you have – like a traditional name yeah is this your real name I remember you saying that yeah so that was kind of interesting too and like it doesn't bug me but it does put you on the spot and you're kind of mm-hmm. like oh like what but um and like my ex used to not that it bothered me but like it was kind of a joke but like he would like in his phone or like as a joke they'd call me Mandeep because mm-hmm. like it was like oh you have a brown name now mm-hmm. but I was like no just call me Madison like I don't need a brown name it's fine and um, a big thing, too, was um, most, like, Punjabi people, it's very common. Um, it's kind of uncommon if you don't have – in your middle name, it should be for men, it's um, Singh. Mm-hmm. And for women, it's Kaur. And I don't have Kaur, and my mom doesn't either. Um, so that was the thing, too. Like, oh, you don't have Kaur as your middle name? Like, why? And my mom just wanted me to have – my name the way it was right mm-hmm. just my first and last name and uh, and people are really shocked when they find out like 
my mom's name is Rebecca. So that's the thing too. But I guess it was kind of just like my grandparents' way and like my mom and dad's way of like kind of changing cultural norms and like going against what everyone said was acceptable. And like, it's a name. Like, why why do you need to have something like Mandeep compared to Madison? Does it really, does it really matter? No, in my head, it, it doesn't matter but that's coming from a totally different perspective um and not being inside your culture or anything um yeah so I don't it's very interesting for me to listen to yeah like another thing too is like my mom's name's Rebecca but um when I hope my mom's okay with me sharing this but I don't think she'll mind but um when my mom and dad had decided to get married actually my dad's parents made her legally change her name um to get like in order for them to be okay with kind of them getting married Hmm. um yeah she had to legally change her name to something more suited in an Indian culture compared to Rebecca Mm -hmm. but um yeah so she actually legally changed her name I guess that shows how much you love someone if you're gonna legally change your name but um no she ended up changing it legally back to Rebecca um after because that's her name right that's what she wanted yeah but, yeah, it's really interesting to see. It is. I want to ask you one last question. Yeah. Drugs and partying. What was that like? <laughs> um, That's probably, like, the best topic to leave it off on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, um, I said earlier on that I kind of, like, did get into, like, experimenting with stuff and whatever when I was younger, far too young um but kind of more when I was far really too young when I was living with my dad because there was no structure no supervision whatever so he didn't care at that point when I was drinking and I think I smoked weed a couple times like how old were you uh very young very young okay okay I just want to know what like age you were drinking at (laughs) too young (laughs) okay we'll go too young yeah we'll just say too young um he didn't care, but I think that was just, again, him kind of being an absent parent. Um, when I moved in with my aunt, she did care because I was young. Um, but then when I started going to, like, parties in high school, like, when I was probably 16-ish, um, she knew that I drank. Just, like, not – she thought I drank a little less than I said – but, <laughs> um, but yeah, she didn't have a, a big problem with that. I think as long as I didn't do it a lot or, um, yeah, I, I think she wasn't, um, super into drugs. Um, even just weed, she's kind of weird about, um, yeah. even now, but yeah. I think it's yeah, drinking weird. isn't a big deal. What about with your family? Um, I feel like, like, obviously, I, I drank when I was underage, um, but they weren't, they, they didn't know every, yeah, they didn't know every, <laughs> they didn't know every time that I did. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Here's, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the one time that I did get caught, though, um, I actually blacked out and my mom and my brother had to come pick me up from a house party. I think I was drugged or something, but I don't know. I, I blacked out after a couple sips, so I think it was clear to say something was in the liquor. 
Um, and I had to get carried out and it was a pretty, pretty bad experience. But I remember like my whole family described that like we were all in the family room and I was like, I don't know, I was pretty young. I want to say like 15, 16, maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, my parents were there in the living room and they made me, they were all watching a movie as a family. And I was like, they put a blanket down on the floor and I was passed out blackout. Oh my God. And they were just like supervising me to make sure I didn't like choke on my throw up. They just and, carried um, on with their night. Yeah, they carried on with their night. And apparently I was hammered. Like, I was screaming, like, don't, like, fuck with me. My dad will fuck you up. Like, I was just, (laughs) I don't even know where this was coming from. And, like, they were just recording. And it was, like, a funny thing. But obviously they were pissed. They were like, why would you drink so much the night, the next day? But um, another time, like, I remember I, like, I got a fake ID. Um, You did? Well, I, I used someone's ID. You never told me this. Okay, yeah, so I used someone's ID, and um, my parents, like, I feel like me and my parents always had a really good relationship, like, I would tell, I told my mom everything, um, and I think my mom would secretly tell my dad little things, too, obviously, Mm -hmm. and so I remember once I told them, yeah, like, I'm going clubbing, Um, I got this ID from my friend, and I'm going, and, like, they were okay with it, actually, because my birthday's kind of late in the year, and everyone else was already 19, so, um, yeah, I went out, and I got pretty drunk. And then the next morning, I remember my dad and my mom were, like, drinking their tea in the living room. And I come down, like, I look like death. And I was like, yeah, like, I partied so hard. I was dancing. I took so many shots. I took this shot, that shot, whatever. I was explaining my whole night to them. And my dad had, like, the biggest smile on his face. And he was, like, listening and nodding his head. Like, he was happy about it. He was like, yeah, like, have fun. Live your life. And it was actually my mom who was, like you're okay with this to him like why are you just like encouraging her and then my dad was like let her have fun let her live her life Mm. so I feel like it was never like drinking wasn't a like a it wasn't like a bad thing but like you said like smoking weed and stuff it was never really like okay for me to do but um with my brothers like they weren't okay with it but like they knew that they were doing it here and there and like it wasn't um it wasn't as bad compared to if they found out I was doing it. It probably would have been much worse. Is that but... the same now, would you say, as well? Oh, yeah. Like, my mom has said to me, like, I don't want you smoking weed. I don't want you doing this, that. And I was like, Mom, like, I'm 23 this year. Like, like I know you're saying what you want, but, like, I'm going to do what I want as mm-hmm. well because I just feel like I need to be my own person. And, like, I don't know, like, experiment, do what I want, but... Yeah, I think my mom's a lot better about stuff now, and she, you know, she'll she'll say how she feels, but she knows ultimately, like, I'm the type to just be wild and do what I want. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. She's come to terms with it now. She's come to terms with it, yeah. After 22 years, she's, yeah. she's coming around. Um, I guess we should probably end this off soon, but... The last thing I would probably ask you is who was kind of who was more held accountable and who kind of took on the lead roles as like a parent like was it you or your brother me when your mom had passed away oh me for sure yeah yeah Um, yeah my yeah I don't think my brother ever got comments of like like he was the older one and the man right like the only guy in my family he never got comments of like having to be the leader of the house or like having to take care of his family 
Um, really? Yeah, I mean, not that I know of. Do you think it would have been different? Um, this is really, like, kind of bad to say, but hypothetical, obviously. Do you think it would have been different if it was perhaps, like, your dad that passed away and not your mom? Do you think it would have been, he, like, people would have said, oh, you need to take on that role of the man in the house? I think maybe if my parents had been together, like, the two of them, and then my dad passed away, I think maybe. Okay, yeah. If, but it would depend on how the roles were with, like, two parents, right? Like, if, say, my dad took on, like, more of the sort of leader, leadership responsibilities, stuff like that, um, then maybe. But, yeah, no, I definitely took on, like, the caregiver, caretaker role um, after my mom passed away with my entire family, really. Uh, with my brother with my aunt and my dad I yeah especially at my dad's place because there wasn't that structure I kind of made sure there was like a little bit of a structure for my brother and I like even just kind of organizing chores for us or like making sure that we had lunch and like oh we got places on time yeah I really did stuff like that um but I think a big thing too is you guys are really close in age yeah. So yeah. it didn't really like make a huge difference. Maybe if you were like five years younger, it oh, would have been sure, different. I'm sure he would have um, done that then. But my brother is very like, not that he's not responsible, but he's just kind of like, he doesn't. More laid back. Yeah. And I think he's not aware of that stuff so much. Like I actively think about everything that needs to get done for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that even crosses his mind. So it's just kind yeah. of natural for me to take on that role and have to do all this planning because I'm thinking about it anyways. Um, where he's like, oh, I, I don't know. Do you have to do that? Yeah. And you didn't mind taking on this role too, right? Like, was it was it like a positive thing for you? Um, yeah. I mean, actually, I think it kind of brought me to where I am now, right? Like, as I said, I did take on that caretaker role. And I think that showed me that I really do like helping people and that's kind of really natural for me yeah is to not like take care of people necessarily but I like making sure people are okay and like helping them through stuff um which is why I'm becoming a social worker and which is why Chelsea's my personal counselor yeah honestly I need to start (laughs) charging you I think probably emotional labor (laughs) um yeah, I think um, when my dad had passed away, too, in our culture and just, like, being brown, it's kind of like the, like, the men in my house, like, my two brothers. I remember, like, when all of the funeral and stuff was happening, they a lot of comments were made to them um, about, like, stepping up and being the man of the house and taking care of your mom and sister. And I remember it could have just been a lot of, like, my my emotions were running, right? Like, it was... a uh, traumatic events so I, I but I remember being very very like angry to hear that like I was like what the fuck like why can't like why can't it be a woman of the house like why mm-hmm. why can't I take on the role of taking care of mom and my brothers like yeah or even like again, your mom was another parent like why did it have to be your brothers who are I mean not that they're super young but they're still like living in the house they're still kind of children right yeah, and I think um, with that being said, like, they, they were told that they're the men of the house now, and I think that responsibility, like, they, it was, I think it was a lot of pressure for them. And yeah, I think, for sure. Like, um, so, basically, I'll kind of explain. So, when 
the day of the funeral, everyone came back to our house after, and um, we actually had like a little, a little thing where my brothers actually had a turban tied on them, and it kind of symbolized the fact that they they're now the man of, the men of the house. Hmm. So like they got that, and I was always wondering, like in my head, I was like, like why, like why did it have to be just them? Like it could have been all three of us, but yeah. Yeah, like, that was – and that was a huge thing for me when I saw, like, them getting that opportunity. I was like, whoa, like, okay. But um, – Do you know even... if that would have been the same – sorry to interrupt you. But do you know if that would have been the same if they had been younger as well? Like, say say they were, like, seven and eight years old. Would you know, that I, think have been... it, I think it still would have happened. Yeah? I think they would have been younger and they wouldn't have been held – like, they would have had less pressure on them, I think. And mm-hmm. it would have been – it would have been like a cute, like a little, oh, just make sure you take care of your mom and whatever. But um, yeah, I think if they were younger, it might have been different. But still, I think in our culture, it's kind of like the men just take care of everyone. And with that being said, though, like, shout out to Becky, because my mom has literally taken on both roles. And yeah. I think she's kind of like the the man of the house as well. Like, I think she's kind of taken on all the responsibilities. She does everything that my dad used to do for us um, around the house and stuff, she tries to do it first and she tries her best. And if she really cannot do it and she'll ask my brothers for help too, but if like no one can really do it, then she'll pay someone to do it. But um, she's kind of like your mom in the sense that like she took on all that responsibility and just mm-hmm. did it all herself. Cause it's just, I don't know. It's kind of like a sense of accomplishment. I think it's, it. yeah, I think it's a sense of accomplishment. And also I think for both of our moms, probably, I think they really did it for us, like for their kids to kind of like make it so there wasn't as big of a change when our, when our dads weren't there. Yeah. Like Like, your mom's probably trying to do everything. So it's like, okay, I don't need to burden you so much because I'm just going to do it all. And maybe you won't notice as much. Yeah. And I think a big thing is too, is my dad was into, my dad was, um, he did a lot of construction work. That was his full-time job. Mm -hmm. And so everything around the house he did himself. So we never paid someone to do any of it. So Mm. if you think about it, like for my mom too, like it's a lot, it's, it's a lot more money to have to pay someone to do it all. So she kind of wanted to, you know, save that money and do it all Mm -hmm. herself. And she has been doing it and it's been a great thing, but obviously there's some things that like we can't do ourselves because we're not like, we're not my dad in that sense that he knows how to do it all. But even the other day, like, my mom had bought herself a new bed for her room. And we were carrying up the mattress. And I remember screaming for my brother. I'm like, come help. And my mom's like, like, she basically told me, shush. Like, we don't need a man. And we carried it up. Uh, and like, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, like. And she was drilling away, building yeah, it herself, too. Yeah. She, she built the whole bed herself. And, yeah. So, I think it, yeah, it's kind of cool to see. Girl power. How do you feel, like, watching that now, having grown up with two parents, like, a man and a woman? Mm -hmm. And how do you feel, like, watching that shift and, like, watching your mom take on those roles? Honestly, it's it's really cool to see. Um, It just kind of shows that both my parents were very hardworking and they're really goal-driven. But my mom's always been like that, too. Like, I think my mom and dad really split the responsibility. Like, they both took on a lot. And I think um, when my dad passed away, it kind of was cool to see that my mom just picked up, like, the slack. Like, she did his side of the work that he can't do anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's been kind of interesting to see. It was probably cool for you, too, to see your mom 
like do it all right Mm -hmm. I mean I don't have that comparison um like knowing what it would have been like to have a dad there too yeah but I yeah I do find it like yeah nice to like look up to something like that and know Mm -hmm. that you can do it um yourself I mean not that you don't need to call on support from other people but just that you don't necessarily need like a husband or like a man to do that in your life yeah that's true you know what I'm thinking about right now just when we talk about like being brown and white the other week Chelsea messaged me and she I guess she was just um like looking on Instagram and she saw a lot of like Indian weddings taking place and she was so cute asking me so many questions about like (laughs) the traditions this that and the one thing I remember her saying to me can you only get married once because like your weddings are like a week long and that's like a lot of prep oh. and like picking my outfits like, <laughs> I was asking Madison to only get married once <laughs> I was like I can't she's afford like, it <laughs> I can't afford like, to pick more than one week <laughs> she's like I can't afford all of this so like just get married once and I was like yeah that's the goal Chelsea I'm gonna try to get married once <laughs> honestly maybe that's a standard we need to put at weddings um, right to lower the divorce rate like if you spend all that time and money on something you don't want to get divorced and have to get married again yeah like please just come to me and chelsea for couples counseling we'll just <laughs> everyone will always we'll make it work everyone's only getting married one time you have to make your wedding a fucking month long extend it yeah. spend all this money the stakes are too high you can't get divorced yeah exactly <laughs> well is that a good place to wrap it yeah i think so (laughs) all right well thank you all for tuning in um to our episode this week um as you probably saw on our post this week as well we are now on apple podcast so please like rate us five stars and subscribe yeah and And we will see you guys next friday we'll not see you you'll listen to us next friday (laughs) 